This is an ABC podcast. Hey, I'm Larise Dixon, and this is the Newcastle Hunter Catch-Up. You know, the team had been written off by so many people, but I must admit it was a pretty gutsy performance today, and um, so pleased for the boys to get through as they did. There's no better way to kick off your morning than with the Socceroos through to the World Cup. And we're celebrating 30 years of a Hunter institution. Let's get into it. Did you wake up early this morning all to see the sweetest victory? That's right, the Socceroos have somehow managed to grab a spot in the 2022 World Cup in a thrilling, nail-biting win. One person who was quite excited in the office this morning watching the Socceroos was Bindi Bryce. Hi, Bindi. Hey, Larice. Has your heart rate slowed down a little bit? Yeah, I've just had a bit of a smile on my face all day. I think, uh, you know, all soccer fans in Australia have throughout the morning. Would you say you're a big soccer fan? Pretty you're big. a sport fan, but soccer particularly. Yeah, I'm a bit of a sport nut. Um, but have played soccer most of my life um, and, you know, supported it, watched it all the time, like really big on it. And, yeah, I think any time the World Cup comes around, any time we're in a World Cup year, um, you just get that extra level of excitement. How much does this game mean to fans but also the Socceroos? Well, I think it means a lot because... You know, the Socceroos had to go the hard way. Um, They didn't have an easy qualification round this year. And, you know, it's been like more than a decade since they've had to do that, since they've had to go to that sudden death uh, qualification. And I think the reason why it's just resonated so much this morning and there's, you know, the celebrations have just had that extra height is because it's just so reminiscent of the Socceroos qualification in 2006, the famous one in Sydney against Uruguay where, um, you know, Mark Schwarzer made a penalty save, Mm. a couple of penalty saves. Um, Andrew Redmayne did that this morning. So it's just, it's very, very special to see, you know, a very similar game repeated like that. So I think that's why, you know, we're all just a little bit tingly today about, um, you know, what we saw with the Socceroos playing Peru. And who would know better about that monumental task of playing for Australia than local soccer star Ray Bartz? To Ray Bartz, shoots, go! Go! Ray Bartz, what a brilliant movement. 50 years ago, Ray was wearing the green and gold against Brazil, against legends like Pelé. They played 20 games to qualify and 16 of those games were away from home. So it's a pretty monumentous task to to qualify against a a world-class team. Ray was up early, cheering the boys on. We never had extra time or we never had penalty shootouts in my day, but taking those penalties is just, you know, an incredible amount of pressure on an individual. Ray wasn't too sure about Graham Arnold taking out Matt Ryan and subbing in Andrew Redmayne. Looked like a moron for the first five penalties, dancing around like a complete... Idiot, but as it turned out, he, he turned out to be the hero and made a great save at the end there. Ray was on the Socceroos squad that first broke through to the World Cup in 1974. Since then, we've been back five times, all since 2006. Ray reckons the Cup isn't the ultimate goal, but getting there really matters too. Well, we, we know we're not going to win the World Cup, but, you know, to qualify, you know, is a, is a marvellous effort. And to be on the world stage is, will give the game a tremendous, you know, shot in the arm at all levels. The A-League will benefit by it. The, the You know, kids will you know, all want to play the game again now, or more kids will want to play the game. There's enough playing now, but more kids will want to play, but... You know, it's just a a tremendous advertisement for the game. You know that you grew up round the Hunter if you, or your mates, or your siblings were involved in Starstruck. If you know, you know. 
about the sequins, the soloists, the show-stopping talent. Everyone gets involved. Everyone's got a great story. For Casey Horner, it was a launching pad. Uh, I was in uh, a dance performance with my school, so it was one of the very first shows. Uh, and then I went off and danced overseas around the world and um, then came back home and became a teacher and... Yeah, now I'm in the operations role wow. all these years later. Now she's wrangling the kids ahead of this weekend's big performance, celebrating 30 years of Starstruck. We have about 3,500 performers <laughs> <laughs> across the four days. I know, it's huge. It stops Newcastle on the weekend that it's on. This year has a special theme to celebrate the big 3-0. It's titled Iconic and you can pretty much expect a lot of iconic songs. We've got Singing in the Rain, we've got some Mary Poppins, we've got some Madonna in there, we've got Vogue. We've, of course, got some iconic Newcastle songs in there. And what's driven the show over all these years is the love. And the kids are just pumped. Like, there's not... No one's not smiling. No one's not having fun. They're, the, out the back is so loud <laughs> with mm. people just enjoying themselves. And then they get to run out and the smiles on their faces is just incredible. It's why we do it. So now you know. Those are the key stories from Newcastle and The Hunter today. Tell your friends and subscribe to us in the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow with more great stories from Newcastle and The Hunter. I'm Laurie Dixon. See ya.